Well, hello and welcome to episode 89 of In the Growth Space. I'm David McGlennon and I'm your host. You know, this podcast is really all about exploring and examining what it takes and what it means and and really how to grow. And there are a lot of aspects of our lives where we grow or where we atrophy. You know, there's the growth aspect of our business or the growth aspect of our professional life. Um, there's growth aspect around our personal life too and and really growth around our leadership and and then how that feels and what it looks like and what it sounds like. So, so one of our goals then for this podcast, it really is to share stories of people who have gone on their own growth journey and 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 then we can we can perhaps just see ourselves in their story as we work out our own and as we hear their story. And I love to bring uh, leaders on to the podcast and, and and entrepreneurs on the podcast who really just walk the talk. And I know that today's guest, uh, her name is Tasha Scott. She certainly does that. She walks the talk. Um, she's an unconventional voice of wisdom for today's leaders. Um, she's She's been a full-time entrepreneur for over 20 years. And her own experiences in life and in business fuel her passion and her dedication to helping leaders to reach their full potential and then pay it forward to a world in need. And you're going to hear that passion in our conversation together today. She really has an amazing story of how she's built several businesses, and she's going to share her story with us today. Well, hey, Tasha, welcome to In the Growth Space Gosh, I am really excited to have you on, and I'm excited to have the audience hear from you because I know you've been on an amazing growth journey and really excited to have you here. Yes, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, me too, Tasha. So I know that you've been an entrepreneur for probably most of your life, right? And and right. and so I would love to kind of have you share like, mm -hmm. where did that start? And maybe what was your first like entrepreneurial endeavor? Because I, I know that story just a little bit. And I'd love to have <laughs> you share it. I think it's great. Yeah. So for me, it was early on. I had a paper route. And this was back in the day where you literally delivered papers door to door and then had to pick up the money and you got commission. Part of it was paper company, part of it was mine. That was in the eighth or ninth grade. Oh, and man. I knew back then, David, that I was born to be an entrepreneur. Like I, I, it was in my blood. That's awesome. And so fast forward, I ended up, you know, going through life and getting a job, getting jobs. So I ended up being a paralegal at a law firm. Yeah. And that's actually when I started my second business and it was called Timely <laughs> Task. It was an administrative support service where I literally could do everything, transcribe, clean your office, organize everything. <laughs> but one of my mentors was like, Tasha, you're going to burn yourself out. You need a niche. And I was like, but I'm making money, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Right. So I literally just picked out what is the thing that I'm doing that I could be lucrative in. And so transcription was one of them. So I went to my local trade school that had medical transcription and court reporting and went through the admissions process. And she looked at my resume and said, why don't you consider being a court reporter? Because they make more money. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, nice. that's it right there. Sign me up. More money. Yeah, I like more money. <laughs> so I did. I enrolled and three and a half years later, I graduated 
Six months after that, I started my third business, which was Scott Real-Time Reporting, and I found my niche in that industry, which I did captioning for deaf and hard of hearing students. My clients were colleges, universities, and state agencies, and that business, when I started that one, was very lucrative. The very first year, I made a goal. I said, I will make $100,000 this year, and I did. I did, Um, but what I didn't plan for was the growth. (laughs) And so (laughs) there's lessons to be learned in everything, right? So fast forward in the midst of that business, after it had gone on for a while, I had gotten up to 20 subcontractors. It was looking really good on paper, but I was not where I needed to be personally. So that's Mm. when I discovered the world of coaching and got a life coach who happened to be a counselor. And halfway through our sessions, I started literally healing, growing, developing. Mm. And I said, I wonder how many other entrepreneurs out here are struggling on the inside, but it looks good on the outside. And that's when I answered the call to training and development and coaching. Nice. Nice. That's so cool. What, um, so something must've been within you to like, just learn and grow. And so where did that, where did that come from? Where did that, that curiosity and that growth mindset come from? I'm, I'm kind of curious. Yeah. So I always say my first leader was my dad because my dad was in the military and Uh, he was an officer in the military, but he also was a pastor. So I'm a PK and an army brat. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) What a combination, man. Right. And I think um, just the drive, my dad, (laughs) if he's watching this, thank you for the lessons. Um, He (laughs) literally would do things like white glove inspections at home. Oh my gosh. Um, And the night that I graduated high school, my dad said rent is due on the first. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I've heard stories like this. Yes. Yeah. He instilled like leadership, growth, development. And here's the thing. Once I moved out, I never had to go back home, you know, but I think he was my first leader and mentor and coach. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Isn't that cool though? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that, I mean, I think that that's such an amazing um, blessing to have when you have a father who teaches you and is, is really involved in your life and, and is helping you to learn some of those life lessons as you, as you go along, I'm sure, you know, that was probably what you experienced as you, as you went through your childhood, even. For sure. For sure. And I tell you, I'm still like my work ethic, I would definitely contribute to all of the things we had to do back then. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that um, you have a passion for growth and you have, you know, just continued to grow and your company now is continuing to grow. And you're mm-hmm. at that. We were talking before we started rolling, you're, you're actually adding some team members and um Talk a little bit about that for a second. Like, what is that like? What is that feeling like? Because you're like right in it right now. Yeah. And yeah. So just talk about that a little bit. So yeah, right before this, we started recording, you asked me how I was doing. And I was like, I'm like this right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, it's one thing to have a dream to go after, start a business and all that. But when that business starts to grow and you know, it's bigger than you, the dream is bigger than you, you know, Mm -hmm. that you need help. Sometimes that's scary because it feels like, like I'm losing control, but at the same time, I know it's necessary to add people to this dream because the dream can't live without, it can't live just me by myself. So it's a roller coaster of emotions, you know? Um, but having conversations with people like you, having my support team, my coaches, my mentors, that literally is what is helping me right now to 
grow through this process, Um, you know? So I think it's important. Yeah. Talk about that, the importance too, of having your own, you know, mentors and, you know, masterminds or growth opportunities, growth, growth communities around you. Talk a little bit about that. How important is that for you? Yeah, that was one of the lessons that I learned in that um, court reporting business because ambition was not the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So effort and all that was not the problem. Like I said, that first year I hit the six figures, yeah. but I did not have a coach. I didn't have a mentor back then. So mm-hmm. literally when I say I didn't plan for the growth, I literally was self-imploding from the uh, inside out. Mm-hmm. I didn't, uh, there was a lot of things that I just didn't know or didn't mm-hmm. um, embrace. So yeah. after that whole experience, I'll be honest, I went from the six figures um, business has always been a constant, but ended up filing bankruptcy because oh, I didn't have a plan for the growth. It wasn't oh, about yeah. making money. It was about managing, not oh, just the money, yeah. but managing my life. Mm-hmm. And after that experience, that's when I reached out to my first mentor. And this mm-hmm. was a lady who was older than me who had experience. And I'll tell you, from her forward, I have never been without a support team or a support person. It oh, has made yeah. all the difference in my life and mm-hmm. my business. Yeah. Wow. Well, and and it sounds to me too, like you've been really open to that input in your life. And I know yeah. that there are some entrepreneurs who aren't. And I yeah. guess to me, what that shows me is that when you're open to others speaking into your life and that support system around you, it's, it's really helps you to grow in a way that is sustainable. Absolutely. You know, the saying that says, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. (laughs) Yes. Um, This is what I've learned over the years is to always surround myself with, um, with strengths that overcompensate my weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And so I've always looked at it through that lens. I don't know everything. Yeah, you know, know? and so um, sometimes if we're not careful, if we don't allow people in, allow people to support us, people can put us on a pedestal, you know, like we're accomplishing great things. Yay. You know, Uh but just the applause alone is not enough. You know, Uh, I need people that will call me out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, no doubt. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Now that's, you know, that's so good. But, but I know you too have been really intentional about your growth plan and your growth path. Sure. And I, I, I think it's, I think that that to me is really admirable when I come across someone like that. That's why I wanted you to, to have you on the podcast yeah. is because I love sharing that with the audience because uh, I know that my audience, so, some are emerging leaders and, and some are yeah. either e- even, you know, executive leaders who are, are both growing through, you know, their, their, their growth path and, and going through their growth path. And I like the intentionality piece about it. And so I know one of the things that um, I wanted you to talk about a little bit, at least, is is turning point because that was an intentional growth path for you. And, you know, you and I met for the first time there. And I thought that was really cool because you have, you know, some really cool things to share. So I, I guess, let me ask this first. Why did you, why did you come to turning point and what, what led you there? Yeah. Um, so I saw 
turning point, somebody shared it on Facebook like three years ago. I think Uh maybe that was the last one. That was the last time it happened. Okay. Okay. So somebody um, from the John Maxwell team community, I saw it on her page and I was like, wow, that looks amazing. I would love to do something like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I said to myself, I said, if that ever comes back around, I'm signing up for it. Well, lo and behold, I happened to see it. I think it was on Paul Martinelli's page. I happened to see it and it was a no brainer for me to sign up. I needed to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess when you saw it, what was it about the event that said, I need to be there? What was it about it? I love a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. (laughs) On the the disc personality, if anyone's familiar with that, I'm a DI. Mm -hmm. So I live for the thrill. I live for the challenge. And it kind of goes along with what I was saying earlier. Sometimes you can be celebrated for your mediocrity. Mm, wow, you know, yeah, and I yeah. found myself in that space, not blaming anyone, but I just found myself in this space where everybody, well, when I say everybody, a lot of people were like praising me and saying, oh my God, you're doing amazing. You're doing this, you're doing that. And I was like thinking to myself, this really ain't like, <laughs> like I was literally feeling like a fraud because I knew that I was sitting on potential um, mm-hmm. business was natural for me. And what looked great in the eyes of everyone else just felt mediocre to Mm, me. mm -hmm. And when I saw all of the challenges and all of that stuff through the pictures and videos, I was like, I need that. I need a turning point, Uh, you know, Um, and not because I'm chasing a thrill or chasing a challenge. I literally was like, who am I really? How can I get out of my own way and not mm. just settle for the praise and the applause for what people see? Gosh, Tasha, that's so amazing. I love that. I I really love that because to me, that speaks to your desire for excellence and your desire to continue to just follow that growth. And, and, you know, Paul uh, talks about, you know, that, that, that energy, you know, expresses and expands. And I think that that's what you were feeling within yourself is that expression and wanting to expand. And I really love that. And I really love the fact too, that because there's, there's a lot of entrepreneurs who think that they can do it on their own, but in reality, the ones who are super successful have a community around them. And I I love that you shared that because that community around us is really what helps to continue to propel us forward, especially if it's the right community, if it's the right one, that's going to help us to move, move forward. Right. That part, that part, because like I just said, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You're in the wrong room. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We have on purpose surround ourselves with people who are better than us, who are at different levels than us, if we want to grow up. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember saying one time to one of my mentors here, I said, I feel like I don't fit in, you know, Mm -hmm. because I felt like I was trying to um, lower myself to fit in instead of just excelling. And it was because I was not intentional about surrounding myself with people who were higher than me. And so she said to me, she said, Tasha, she said, you don't fit in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's good. (laughs) You don't fit in. Stop trying to fit in. She said, show us the way, but while you're showing us the way, make sure that you have somebody helping you, you know, Mm. along that path. And so I always made sure of that, that in any season of my life, I need somebody who's down the road from me. Oh yeah. 
you know? Yeah, that's so good. Something you said a minute ago, I wanted to, I, I wanted to ask you about because a lot of times when I'm wa- working with emerging leaders and quite frankly, executive leaders too, yeah, um, yeah. you said, you know, I, I, at, at one point you, you felt like a fraud. And, and I know that there's a lot of times that executive leaders have the, the struggle with the inner critic. Sometimes it's called imposter experience or imposter syndrome. Yeah. How did you deal with that? And, and, and what would you say to an emerging leader or an executive leader who struggles with that too? Because I, yeah. I think that when we're in that, that room with a lot of smart people, it can come up. I, I, I'll, I'll admit, I'll raise my hand. It comes up for me because yeah. I think the first time I was in the empowerment, uh, empowered living community, and I was like in person, like my imposter, my my inner critic came up, like, "Woo, yeah. <laughs> what am yeah. I doing in this room?" <laughs> <laughs> so, so you want to be to be honest? Like? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> this is in the growth space. We got to be okay. perfectly honest here. <laughs> yeah. So, how I deal with it? I'm still dealing with it. Yes, um, I love that. I have sure. this sign. Do you see this sign over my shoulder? Yeah. Is it do it afraid? Yes. And so that's what I'm literally having to do. Mm in the face of fear, palm sweaty, heart beating fast, I'm having to do it afraid. And that. what I have to do is as long understand is as long as I'm moving forward in the face of fear, mm-hmm. that fear will turn into strength. Right, right. And, and the other thing is I've had to learn is, and Brene Brown has this um, whole thing about vulnerability mm-hmm. is Somebody, I heard um, a pastor say this one time, somebody needs to see the real me at all times. Somebody, I have to be honest with somebody, you know, to be able to say, you know, right now I'm afraid right now. I'm not as confident. And Mm -hmm. there's something powerful about just being able to speak your truth, Mm -hmm. because if not, what will happen is we'll walk around feeling like we have to have it all together. We have to be perfect. We can't let anybody see us sweat. And I think that is just crazy. Um, And here's the thing. When I say it out loud to someone else in my safety circle, Uh I'm saying it out loud to me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that. That that's that's really really good. Well, and what was coming up for me as I was listening to you talk about doing it afraid. Mm-hmm. So I was part of the group that was that when you were we're doing the ropes course. Yeah. And you were up on that platform, and and it was a a, a leap of faith uh, kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah. And I'm curious to hear like how did you do that afraid? Because you were, you were up on this little platform. I'll just describe it for yeah. people. So you climbed up a ladder and then you climbed up some pegs on a, on a tree. And then there's this, and I don't even know how far up 30 feet, maybe 40 feet. It was, you know, it's a ways up and, and, and you're on this little platform and your, your, your task is to jump out mm-hmm. over to this trapeze, like right. bar and, right. And so like, what came up for you in, in that moment? Cause I was there, I was, I was watching yeah. you and, and I, I was like to myself, I'm thinking, Oh dear God, I'm glad I'm not up there right now. <laughs> so you were brave. You're my hero, Tasha. <laughs> oh my. Well, let me just say seven minutes. That's how long that whole process, seven minutes, my whole life flashed before my eyes. Oh, um, 
the process literally when we were walking to the station um I think Martin was walking with me and I looked up and I literally was like oh my god uh uh-uh. um <laughs> To be honest, I said, oh, hell no. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, I know. I like, and, he, and he heard me and he challenged me. He said, you have to do it and you have to go first. And I was like, are you That's kidding awesome. me? That's and awesome. so because he challenged me, of course, I'm not backing down from the challenge. That's exactly so, right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. So I climb up the tree. And here's the thing. Climbing up the tree, though it was a challenge, it wasn't the hard part. Mm-hmm. This was me just being challenged. When I got up there, here's the crazy part, death perception. When you're looking up at that thing, it's actually close. It looks closer on the ground, but when you actually get up there, it's further away. And so when I first saw it, my first thing was like, that's the goal. Yeah. And I remember saying out loud out of my mouth, it's too far away. And Mm. then this is what got me is when Andy said to me, He said, Tasha, think about the work that you did yesterday when we had to write out our dreams. What's your dream? That thing right there represents your dream. That's when I lost it. I started crying. I know. I know. It's beautiful. Was, and I'll tell you what my dream was to love myself back to life, Mm. to be confident. And so then it was like, but that's impossible. What if I miss? What if I let myself down? Like now it's not even about the trapeze anymore. It's about me. And I'm literally struggling with all of my emotions. Like Mm. you've been there for everybody else, Tasha. And now you're here and you can't even be there for yourself. It's like so much went through my head. And then when um, Peter, the the guy Mm. that was on staff, he yeah. literally was the voice of God. I promise you. It's amazing. <laughs> I know they are so amazing at Sojourn. Oh my gosh. Because Shout out to Sojourn Adventures. If if yes. anybody wants a great experience, Sojourn Adventures in Atlanta, Georgia. Amazing. Yeah. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, but go ahead. No, that's okay. They needed that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what Peter said to me is what changed my mindset. He said, Tasha, he said, whether you make it or you don't with that hitting that trapeze, he said, I've got you. He said, no matter, he said, all that's required of you is to do the technical steps to try. Mm-hmm. And he's, mm-hmm. and that's, and he literally was like, you can either, um, and what's even cool is he even asked me, he was like, do you want my help or do you want me to be quiet? He didn't mm-hmm. force himself on me. And so he's talking me through this and he was like, all you have to do is try. And so he literally helped me to take that leap. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like I was going to hit a tree or something. When I, <laughs> I jumped. But the lesson that I learned in all of that is all you have to do, Tasha, is try. Mm-hmm. Not he's, You might miss it the first time. You might get it wrong. But mm-hmm. all you have to do is try and learn and keep moving. That was the whole lesson I got from that for my whole life. Yes. Endeavor to live the life, right? Endeavor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, as you were sharing that, Tasha, I had goosebumps because I, A, because I was there and I saw it and I was reliving the emotion that I saw within you and that I could, you could almost see the mind going as you were processing it. And, 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 and to hear Peter, him, him facilitate you and walk you through that was masterful as well. And, and I think that too often we get into these situations where we get scared and we feel the fear and it yeah. paralyzes us and we hold back. Right. And, and I guess the thing that I want to share with the leaders listening is that 
we we have to learn to just do it and do it afraid, right? Yeah. I mean, do it afraid. And, right. and yes, we're going to fail and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think that one of the things that you said, and, and I guess this is a point that maybe I just want to bring out too for our listeners is that yeah. what Martin said to you is, is I think the value of being around people who want the best for us. Yeah. I mean, here's, here's a guy from Slovakia, right? Halfway around the world and being able to, to say, look, you've got this and, and you, you've got to do this and you've got to do it first. I mean, yeah. challenging you, having yeah. the, the people around you that challenge you and then the support you in yeah. like, like Peter did, like Andy did. Um, yeah. that, that's just, that's just beautiful. What, what would you say are maybe like your top two or three takeaways from turning point? What, like, what are you, what are you using right now as yeah. you manage your growth in your business? Um, yeah. what are you, what are you using? So definitely those, um, it was actually four R's that Paul talked about, the responsibility, the resentment, the resistance, and the revenge. Mm -hmm. I literally um, have even included those and shared those with my clients and in trainings. Um, The fact that my life is my responsibility. And it's, I can't give my responsibility away. My business is my responsibility. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't be lazy in, in that. My, and, um, and then when he talked about that whole resentment, resistance and revenge, I literally have every day have had to check my heart to say, where has resentment shown up today? How has resistance showed up? Maybe it was through procrastination. Maybe it was through second guessing myself about showing up for an interview or whatever. And letting like letting forgiveness flow, mm-hmm. you know, letting go of all things against whether it's a person, whether it's a circumstance, but that was probably out of all of it was powerful. That really resonated with me. Um, and then the funeral service. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. For those of you who haven't been to Turning Point, um, this is probably one of the most impactful um, sessions of the, the event. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to like pause you there for just a second, because I don't want you to give it all away because okay. that's no, 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 it's good. It's good. <laughs> but it's, it is, it really is impactful. And, and yeah. I guess it's so funny because one of our mutual friends, Karen was always, she was like, telling Andy and I like beforehand, like everybody like speaks in code. And there's like, there's like the secret yeah. language about turning point. <laughs> And like, there are, there's some, there's some mystery behind it, but it's because we want that transformation and it yeah. is so powerful. And, and what's interesting is, is like, even just hearing your story about using the four R's and, and checking yourself to me, it's like, that's the part of the transformation that, that happens just beyond the event. It's right. not just about going to an event, getting all pumped up and, you know, rah, rah. And then we're going to kind of get, you know, get back into real life. Right. But no, this is about, and, 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 and turning point in particular is, is about transformation, which doesn't happen always immediately. Sometimes it does, but not always, but it's a process. Right. And I think that sure. you probably would attest to this, that, that, that transformation happens over some time and and it's a it's it's something that you have to work on over and over yeah. again 
Yeah, I like to think of it like um, trans. I mean, turning point was you know when you're on the table and they have the paddles and they say clear yeah. and then they pump the heart again. Yeah. That's what turning point did for me. Mm. I literally feel like I'm living again because before turning point, I was tolerating life. Mm. I wasn't celebrating life. I wasn't showing up fully. When I got back Monday, I literally, I have a Mon- uh, um, Monday morning huddle with my virtual team. Mm. I literally had to apologize to them and say, I haven't been all in y'all. Mm. I said, yeah. but from here on out, I am taking responsibility for not just for myself, but for this business, for the direction that we're going in. And I shared my experience with them and they were, they were blown away and grateful at the same time. Mm, That's so cool. Well, and so like, what does this mean for your business then? What, what does your, your personal growth mean for your business? Yeah, Paul said it best. He said, your dream is fighting for its life right now. Mm -hmm. And that's what I felt like my business, I've coasted on word of mouth referrals, you know, thank goodness for them, you know, but now it means I have to be more intentional about growth, even in that, Mm -hmm. you know, and so now my business stands a chance of becoming more healthier because I'm healthier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that you, you, you kind of made that connection because I think Mm -hmm. that for a lot of the leaders who are listening to this, they may not necessarily get that because I think that there's this myth that, you know, doesn't matter what, what's happening within me. I just got to keep going and I got to keep, you know, work until my eyeballs bleed. And and that's just not true. It's we've got to be healthy and the transformation begins in me. And then I can transform my team and my company. And when I do that, then there's a lot of things that can be possible. Right. And then, some action steps that I've taken is yeah. to uh, finish um, building out my solid support team because, you know, as you yeah. grow, you know, some people have to, um, you have to exchange certain support members for others, right? That's right. Yeah. That's part of your evolution. So um, outside of Turning Point, I've hired a, a new business coach. Um, I have a counselor that I meet with. Um, I actually have a life coach too, but I'm, I'm getting ready to hire a, an executive assistant that's assigned to me. I have team members that are virtual that do great things for the business, but I don't have anybody assigned to me specifically. Mm-hmm. So I'm really solidifying. That's the best word. I'm solidifying yeah. my support team even more and really um, solidifying the foundation even more though growth has been great, there's still more for us. Mm, Yeah, that's so great. That is so great. Well, if you were to, you know, just think about your growth journey and kind of um, just sharing with a business leader today, what's the biggest thing that you would say has helped you to grow the most, both personally and and as well as your business? What, what would that be? What would, if there is just one thing, I don't know. Maybe yeah, more yeah. one. I would say honesty. Hmm. Interesting. And and the reason why I say that is because we can fool most of the people some of the time, but we can't fool ourselves. Yeah, no doubt and about it. There's a new term that I've just learned about, and it's called radical acceptance. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's about accepting the reality that's in front of us. 
and, and not from a negative standpoint, but from the standpoint to say, if I acknowledge this, then I can deal with this. Yes. And I have this saying that says, you can't heal what you're not willing to reveal. And so yeah. if we um, put ourselves in workaholic mode, if we self-sabotage, then there's a deeper root, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So we have to be honest about where we are, who we are, so that we can allow the help that we really need in. Yeah, that's beautiful, Tasha. Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree more. I know that the the biggest thing for even my own transformation, I think I even shared part of it from stage, was the just yeah. the realization and kind of that radical acceptance of being like, okay, you know, I, I'm at the place where I'm at, and yeah. and so now I've got to go from here. What's the first thing that I need to do next? Yeah. And I did try to figure out everything all at once because then I would have really, truly imploded, but, (laughs) but recognizing it at first and just understanding where was I and, and going, okay, this is the situation I'm in now. Here's where I need to go forward. And, um, and I really think that, and, you know, to, to the listeners, one of the things that I taught on at turning point was the Henry David Thoreau quote, And it was, I mean, it's been so impactful for me, even as I prepared for Turning Point and studied it and marinated in it, because there's so much to this, like one sentence quote that, um, you know, and it, it, for those of you who are watching and and, or, or listening, it basically just says, if one advances confidently in the direction of their dreams and endeavors to live the life they have imagined they will meet with success unexpected in common hours. So that's yeah. the quote. Yeah. There's so much to that. When you really start yeah. taking it apart and thinking about just advancing confidently. And, and that's how we use the, uh, the ropes course to be able to help us to advance yeah. even in the, dis- in, in the, in the face of fear and then yeah. being able to just meet with success, you know, kind of on any given Tuesday, as I said, and <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of wild because sometimes that happens. It's kind of like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. That came out of quote unquote thin air, um, right. but it, 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 it's, it's amazing what happens when we lean into that fear, we le- lean into that discomfort and we, we really push through that terror barrier yes. and, and walk into expansion of our, of our comfort zone so that we can grow. And it, it really yeah. is, I think, such an important uh, component of our growth. Yeah. And I loved how you broke that down. I've heard that so many times, but the way that you broke it down and then Andy giving the backstory, I will never look at that the same again. And it is so like, I don't know any other way to say it, but just powerful. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you. That's great. That's well. And what's interesting is if you read the quote and and you look at, so there's in like the next paragraph, there's a, a little section and I, this part I don't have memorized, but basically he says something like, if you have castles in the, built in the air, um, it's okay to leave them there. And, and what he's saying there is that sometimes our dream takes a little time to come into, your, you know, into the real physical world. And so oftentimes we give up. It's kind of like we give up three feet from gold as, as yeah. uh, Napoleon Hill might say in, in, yeah. in, in Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. But but it, there's this gen, law of gender, this gestation period of, for, our, for our dreams and our goals. And so, so oftentimes we um, think that it doesn't come instantly. And so then we just kind of give up. And so right. 
that for those of you listening, I just want to encourage you that if you have got a, if you've got a dream, if you're working on a goal, and if it's a big goal, a big, big dream, let it sit there a little while. It's okay. It's, it's, you know, it's not, it's, it's not that it's not going to happen. It's just, that it hasn't happened yet. So I just want to encourage our, our, our listeners. <laughs> well, Tasha, is there anything that we haven't talked about today that you really wanted to share with the listeners? And, and I'm so grateful for you being here because this is such a great story. Oh my gosh. There's, you know, we could talk for a whole nother hour, but I know, I know it's awesome. <laughs> um, I will just say this. If you have never been to turning points and you're curious now, don't hesitate to take the, like, take the leap of faith, invest in yourself. It, you are worth the investment, mm-hmm. you know? And so I would just like, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> I'm actually going to bring my daughter. My daughter will be 16 in July. Nice. Um, but because Camille had her kids there and I yes. saw, I was like, I told my daughter, I said, I want you to experience this before you graduate high school. And she wants to come. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, oh my gosh, that's so fantastic. Well, I can tell you that things are in the works for the next one. Don't have it, you know, have it, you know, set in stone yet, but it, they are in the works. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure those people who have subscribed to the, cha- to the, to the channel, to the podcast, uh, have heard me talk about turning point probably until they're <laughs> sick of it, but man, I'm telling you, it's an impactful event. And I just wanted to be able to bring somebody on who, who's gone through it and, and yeah. has an experience, but not just that. Um, mm-hmm. you, your entrepreneurial growth journey has been so impactful and I'm so um, inspired by the way that you're continuing to go towards excellence and cont- continuing to grow because yeah. I love being around people like that. And, and quite frankly, here on the podcast, that's why I have people on so that I can continue to be inspired and, and, and grow as well. So thank you Thanks for being on. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Such a great uh, entrepreneurial story. And I love hearing uh, where a, an entrepreneur's journey starts with a paper route, uh, it, it, that that takes a lot of discipline, and that you know, for a young person, um, that's a that's a that's a tough first start. But uh, what a great first start, right? And 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 I I loved how she described the feeling of growth that um, she knew she needed help, but um, but losing control was was part of the. The, the, the part that she was grappling with and and really just that roller coaster of emotions. I know that we've all felt those roller coaster of emotions as we go through growth. The other thing I think is really important that she shared was that growth communities are really so important. It's so important to have people around us that um, help us to to really speak life into us and to surround ourselves with people who are strong when I'm weak and who are strong where I'm weak and and really just managing growth is is another aspect of how we have to lean into our entrepreneurial journey and it's really an important skill to master. Um, the the other thing that I, I I found really fascinating that she said was don't allow yourself to be praised for mediocrity. <laughs> Man, that's powerful and and I think it's also a testament to having people around you who won't praise you for mediocrity. They want the best for you. They want you to be challenged. They want to challenge you. And so being intentional with your growth is very important. And, and, and being intentional with who you surround yourself with is really important. 
Now, I, I also loved hearing her story about Turning Point because I was there. I was part of her group and just I, I loved hearing her talk about how she wanted to find out who she is, who she, she said, I wanted to find out who I am. She loves a challenge and, and Turning Point was that catalyst for her to be able to pull that out and help her to to become aware of some things that she wanted to grow around. I know in the last episode with with Andy Hall, he and I talked a lot about community and and, and having community around us, having an inner circle around us. And and so, again, it's, it's so important to have that community. One more thing that I think was really important that I drew out of the conversation with Tasha really was that what, what she had to say about imposter syndrome and, and, and really even moving through that. Um, the, the one thing she said that was really key is that we have to do it afraid. We have to be afraid. We have to feel the fear and we have to do it anyway. We need to, 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 to move forward in the face of fear. I, I just, I really love that. The other component too, this one more thing that just kind of pops into my mind as, as I think about the conversation that we had here just with, uh, with Tasha is that um, just overcoming and breaking through fear meant that she also had to lean into the four R's that, um, that we taught about at, at, at Turning Point, responsibility. Um, what am I responsible for? Who's responsible um, resentment. Who am I re- holding resentment towards? And and then who am I extracting revenge on? And and where's the resistance in my life? And so, responsibility, resentment, revenge, resistance. Those are the four R's. And the other thing that she said was about honesty being a really big part of fostering growth and and being honest with ourselves and having other people be honest with us as well. So so let me ask you, what did you take away from Tasha's story? I really want to hear that. And, and, and as I said at the, at the outset of season two, I want to make this really more of a two-way street. I'd love to hear more from you. And I would love for you to do me a favor and just send me a note. And, and you can shoot that to me at uh, david at davidmcglennon.com. And, and just give me a, a, a quick note about what impacted you emo- uh, the most here in, in episode 89. And, and also, while I'm on that uh, topic, if you would just take just a moment, just one more moment to scroll to the bottom of your Apple uh, podcast app and, and give us a five star rating. It would mean so much to us. We want to reach more people to share stories of growth and help people to grow into their full potential. I, I do really believe that there are so many more people that are stuck because they don't realize that they have the agency, that they can move forward into growth because they're paralyzed by fear. And so we want to we want to remove that paralysis. So thank you for listening and thank you for watching today and I I hope that you'll subscribe if you're not already. Um, and you'll get a chance to hear our next episode, episode 90. Wow, we're inching closer to that 100 episode mark. Um, and we're going to have another amazing female entrepreneur and so you're not going to want to miss it. And until then, keep growing and be well. Mm-hmm.